Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Bershus, Bershus, Rabbi Beiler, Bershus, all the Rabbanim, Bershus, everybody here. I feel very, very at home here. This is, this is a place I grew up. I grew up here. I, I came here when I was a kid. I was here from when I was eight years old. I grew up in this. And, and then I was to be together with Rabbi Beiler for many, many years. Rabbi Beiler said 11 years. Many, many years we were together in this in this room and on this campus, so I feel very, very at home over here. I am specific. I could talk about many feelings to this place. My, my most recent feeling to this, to this place is the place that Yaakov is sitting and learning here and teaching and enjoying and Hudi's enjoying and, and, doing, and, and being a counselor here. So that's my, my latest. I wanted to join them even for a morning to come join, to come join the Chevra, Tzvi, Yisrael, Gav, Yudi, the Chevra, to join. I want to learn something this morning with the guys that's percolating on my mind, Davy. I want to, I ask the guys, this is not a maskana. I can't say this is like a finished thought, but I'm at home here. I don't feel the pressure to speak here. I don't feel the pressure to come in. You visit somewhere, you have to give a speech. I'm looking at Raimetz. Yeah, I don't feel, I feel very, very Hamish seeing the Chevra. I feel I grew up here. So I want to share thoughts that are in the middle of percolating. I want feedback from Yaakov, from everybody, Rabbi Beitler. And Morty, I want to share thoughts that are on my mind now. So I want it as follows. There's a din in the Torah, in this coming week's parsha. there's a halacha in the Torah, and it, it's, it's a fascinating law. B'nai Gada B'nai Ruvain ask Maishu Rabbeinu for permission. They don't want to settle in Eretz Yisrael proper. They want to settle in Eivar Ayardin. They want to, before you cross the Jordan, and they want to settle there. These two Shvatim don't want to go into Eretz Yisrael. And Maish Rabbeinu makes a deal with these two Shvatim that if you want to settle there, but you got to fight with the rest of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is going to Eretz Yisrael and is going to have to vanquish difficult enemies to conquer the land. You can't just settle here in Eber Ayardin and forsake Klal Yisrael. Come fight in Eretz Yisrael and then you can go back and settle the Eber Ayardin. And Maish Rabbeinu tells Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain, if you fight along with Klal Yisrael, you'll be Nikiyim Me Hashem Yisrael. You'll fulfill your obligations towards the Rabbeinu Shleilam. You'll be Naki, you'll be innocent, you'll be clean. You'll have filled your responsibilities, Klape Hashem, if you fight Neretz Yisrael. But as well, you'll have fulfilled your responsibilities, you'll be Naki. People will see you as innocent. God will see you as righteous and innocent, and people will see you as innocent. I come from a world, my Rebbe is a Nevardika. In Nevardik, they worked hard on not being shackled by what people think. 
that they felt people, we all have insecurities, I have insecurities, you have insecurities, to be human is to have insecurities. By me, Nevardik spoke to me, I have an unusual amount of insecurities. I grew up like a people pleaser, which is full of insecurity. And Nevardik spoke to me a lot, the world of Nevardik is to conquer your insecurities. I'm sitting here now, you think, I hope this sounds okay. Put aside your insecurities. And do what you feel, do what you think is right. And the world in the Vardic very much worked. I can't say the words not to care what people think, because I care what people think, and you do too, and so does every human being. But Nevardic worked on not being shackled by your insecurities. Doing what's right, what you feel is authentic, expressing what you need to express. Nevardic worked on not being shackled by insecurities comes a Pasuk and it says you're obligated to care what people think. doesn't just say then Hashem will see you as righteous. Klal Yisrael will see you as righteous. People will understand you. It's a Mishnah and Shkalim, Paragimel, Mishnah Beis. And the Mishnah and Shkalim says you're obligated to be understood. The Mishnah says when a Kayan goes into the Lishka, the chamber that houses the money, the donations of Klal Yisrael, you're not allowed to walk in with any keli that you can packet stuff in. Because people are going to suspect you. Now, a guy coming from an Avardik Yeshiva, you might think to say, who cares what people think? Says the Tairi, you're obligated. It's a Chiyav, it's a Mishnah in Shkalim. The Mishnah says, Kishkederech that a person has to look good be'enei Hashem, so too they have to be makbit to look good be'enei abriyos, a Mishnah and Shkalim. Did you ever see a speaker get take a drink of shahakol, have a drink, and say, Abayis, I made a shahakol already, and then take? Why did the speaker do that? He's insecure? <coughs> so you don't think I'm so from, so what? He's trying to like placate the crowd, you should know I'm a from He's obligated if you have a drink, there's a yid I like a lot, his Torah. I listen to Shiurim. And one week he gets on, one week he gets on, he said, last week I drank a drink during the Shear, and I didn't make a brach, and I want to tell you, Rebraidowitz, I want to tell you I made a shahako before the Shear. Why do you do that? He's a very secure person. He's Chassidish, Litvish, Svard, Modern Orthodox, Haredi, he's everything. He's, he's a big person. He's not, he's a very secure man. And yet he said, yet he said to the Chevra, I want you to know that I made a Shahako before the Shia. Why do you do that? Because he's Mukhoyev to do that. Because you're Mukhoyev to be understood by people. There's a Gemara Sukkah. The Gemara says that the Almiram who slept out of the Sukkah. Amri, they announced, Avi, that we're shluchei mitzvah. You should know, like, don't judge me. What are they worried about? Go to sleep, and who cares what people think? And the answer is, you're obligated to care what people think. The question is why. The question is why. So, the simple explanation. Why you to care what people think? So, the simple explanation... If I'm about to take a drink here, and I made a shako before and I drink without, somebody could also end up learning the wrong things. 
So you can impact somebody to make a bracha without a shackle. And that will be the simple. Somebody sleeps out of a sukkah. The Gemara and sukkah. Amri, they announce, right? They announce Shluchei Mitzvanan. Why they announce it? Because Yimuchoyim. Now, what would be the problem if you wouldn't announce? You'd sleep out of a sukkah. People would judge you and say that that's their problem. Why do you have to explain yourself? So the simple svara is, is that people will learn the wrong halacha. I don't believe, Daniel, Arya, I don't believe that's the pshat. That's a good pshat, Biggie. It's a good pshat. People will learn the wrong halacha. I don't believe it. And I don't believe it, the Lashen of the Mishnah. I have to be honest. One could say this pshat. I don't think that's the pshat. And the Lashen of the Mishnah doesn't sound that way. Because the Mishnah says it, the words are not kishem. If I had a shkalim, I'd read you the Mishnah. But the Mishnah says, the same way you have it, Maish. You have the Lushen. Let's read the Lushen. Is it against the rule to have a smartphone? Exception. I borrowed it. I borrowed it. It's true. Can't see. <laughs> Shucks. It, it was all a question which is more embarrassing. My kids at the table would see with Sfarim, you're like this and this. We're like, just go for it, just see. So the Lashen of the Mishnah is, A person is chayib, tzarech, to be mighty yedei abriyos, k'derech she tzarech lotzeis yedei amokim. You hear that Lashen, right, You have to be lotzeis yedei abriyos, k'derech, why it's so stelling? Hashem seeing you being right is objective. Do the right thing. Don't hold the secret. You're scared. You're going through something. Express. Don't, don't hold things in. Don't be afraid. Express. If that's the... But, but in terms of Hashem, it's objectively do what's right. Don't be shackled by other things and do what's right. That's klape Hashem. Why would it say klape abriyos is another din? It's like exeraza. If you make a shahakal and other people don't know you didn't make a shahakal already, you made a shahakal already, they'll end up, it's exeraza, so it's not the same. The Mishnah says it's the same. Tzarech latzeis yedei habriyos, kiderech shetzarech latzeis yedei amakim. It's the same din. That's a pella. Why do I have to care about what other people think? And it's not mashma that it's a new halacha, because it wouldn't compare it to being tzarech latzeis yedei amakim. That's not a And the Mishnah says it's the same thing. So why, Avi, am I supposed to care what people think? And we're all wired that we do care what people think. And God wired us correctly. Why in the world am I supposed to care? Make the... Drink the drink, and if you guys think I'm not so from kacha, no, you're mechoyev to say chevra. I'm very from. I made a shock already. You're mechoyev to care how people think. Why? So I want to tell you a chiddush. I w- I'd like to share a chiddush. What I'm thinking, I'd like to share this with the chevra.
The guys in Yeshiva were going to play a baseball game, a very big baseball game. They were going to play, I, am I allowed to say this in Heller? They were going to play a big softball game. Geschmack, I like softball a lot. And the guys are going to have a big softball game. The weather was very threatening in Durham. And so I wanted to dive into Hashem that it shouldn't rain. The guys needed a big game. So I wanted to dive and it shouldn't rain. Then I start thinking, Kalish, you're so selfish. Durham's a farm town. There are farmers all over. The farmers, Zichr, want rain. What a selfish guy you are that you want to dive and it shouldn't rain. So the guys, they need a baseball game. But you let it be blinded that people all around you who need rain and you say it shouldn't rain? What do you hold, Chavish? Should I be selfish and say we need the rain to hold up? Sadatim for what I need. What do I say? Open your eyes. There are farmers to your left, to your right, everywhere are farmers. So knock it off. Care what pe- Look around you. So the Gemara teaches us, we have Hanina ben Gaisa, who all over Shas, I don't know if you'll find a memra that's not associated with prayer. Reb Chanine ben Daisa is the MVP, the most valuable prayerer. He's the biggest davener in Shas. In Shas, all sugs of Chanine ben Daisa revolve around prayer. And Reb Chanine ben Daisa was walking, was walking, the Gemara in Tainus, and, and it started to rain. And Reb Chanine ben Daisa said, God, Every farmer in the world should be happy and I should be sad. And Hashem stopped the rain. The biggest davener we know, Rav Hanina ben Daisa, his Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, asked him that his tefillahs are more powerful than his Rebbe. The master davener, the Eved Lufnei Hashem, as Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai called Rav Hanina ben Daisa, he prayed very selfishly. When he got home, he said, Hashem, I, it stopped raining, of course. And he said, Hashem, I should be comfortable and the world should be bizarre, bring rain. And of course it rained. And Ramchanina ben Daisa taught us that prayer is bring your perspective. God created your perspective. A very big intellectual, I heard him speak, he said, I struggle with prayer. Smart man, I'm telling God, you know, Hashem, I think you're telling God what you think. And the answer is... Prayer says your perspective matters, and mine does too. Prayer says bring your perspective to Hashem, the maker of your perspective. Bring you. Each of us has a unique perspective. Bring it. Bring your perspective. Bring your story. Bring your view. I say to Hashem, and Hashem wants me to say it. A friend of mine's wife is sick. I don't ask Hashem that you, you think you could give her a four? It's not how you daven. It's not how you daven. You think you could bring her a four possible? It's not how you daven. Come fight me. Reb Nassim Vachel spoke about this, who himself was a, a famous davener. Shem says, fight me. You don't pray and say, my friend's wife is sick. You think you'd have a four? That's not how you pray. Say to Hashem, I don't understand. This mishpacha opens up their lives to others I don't understand. I don't understand. This person should have refuah. That's how you pray. And Hashem, who made my perspective? It comes from Hashem. And prayer is bring your perspective to the world. 
Reb Hanina ben Dais is traveling. He's not supposed to play Hashem. He's supposed to play Reb Hanina ben Daisa. Why should it rain? Now, I, the farmers, I should dive and we need a baseball game. Hashem, it shouldn't rain. I'm playing God if I start saying, well, they're farmers. Hashem knows how to run his world. Bring my perspective. My perspective is we need no rain. And the farmer will scream for rain, and God is very good. He works out 8 billion perspectives. He made all the perspectives. And by the way, each perspective, when it's expressed, is a shlemus of Kiddush My perspective comes from Hashem, and so does yours. Each of us, our journeys, our thoughts, our challenges were handed by Hashem. Prayer is value in your perspective. It matters, and mine too. And Reb Hanina ben Daisa, prayer teaches us, I am supposed to dive in Hashem. It should absolutely not rain. The guys needed a baseball game. Very important. They were going to play. It was a big game. We need it not to rain. That's how it appears. And Hashem wants our perspective. That's what prayer is called. Bring your perspective to the world. If you understand prayer like this, I'm going to tell you a word from the Ishbitzer that's one of the most important, one of the most powerful divrei Torah I've seen this year. I didn't see Tzvi Winter the whole year. I saw him actually one Shabbos, I was like, but we didn't spend, we spent one Shabbos here. I want to share this Ishbitzer with you. I saw it this year. It's, it's starting to change my life because it's a new perspective on what prayer is. The Ishbitzer says that Yitzchak Avinu was good to Esav. Yitzchak Aheves says Esav. He presently loves Esav. Kitzayid Bifiv. Rashi says that Esav fooled Yitzchak. Tzayid Bifiv to ensnare is Esav ensnared Yitzchak. The Ishbitzer says Kitzayid Bifiv is Yitzchak Kaviyachu was ensnaring Hashem. And he says it's a prayer to Hashem. I love my son. I love my son. That was Yitzchak's behavior. He's my son. That's the deepest prayer in the world. You know that's a prayer? Do you know much goodness? You know much goodness? I just now had a friend of mine, a friend of my children. They lost, This friend lost his sister. Lost his sister, passed away. Now his sister was a, was a, was a girl who had a very, very difficult life. Very difficult life was born with special needs, a unique child. And for 18 years, the mother took care of this child, Naira. The parents took care of this child, Naira. Do you know what form of a prayer that is? A mother loves her daughter. There was no nachas back. This girl was incapable, wasn't mechuyevus in mitzvahs. There was no nachas. Every time she took care of her daughter was a mother takes care of a daughter. One of the saddest calls, it's Chorben Beis Hamigdash Mamish. When I sit Tishabav, I think about this phone call. A father asked me, I'm taking my kids skiing. It's a big trip. What should I ask back from my kids? What should I ask back? That's Chorben Beis Hamigdash Mamish. Chorben Beis Hamigdash. What should I ask back from my children? Ask back from your kids. You're a tata. A tata gives this kids. Ask back. What are you talking about? Hashem Yerachim. 
That's Chorben Beis Hamikdash Mamish. It's not Kemoi Chorben. If you know what Chorben is, that's driving away the Shechina. A Tata takes care of his kids. That's Beis Hamikdash. That's Geula. A Tata takes care of his kids. Do you know the Tefillah, the intense prayer, when a mother is good to her child and has nothing to do with Nachas? You know the level of prayer that that is? Now when you say it's prayer and the Ishbitzer says that Yitzchak Avinu loved Esav was a prayer. He was ensnaring Hashem. It does not mean that Yitzchak had in mind the prayer. It doesn't mean he was good to Esav. He had like a chap. Okay, Hashem, you see what I'm doing? No, that's not prayer. That's a childish understanding of prayer. Prayer is to bring out your godliness and your perspective. Yitzchak held to be good to Esau. That's the greatest prayer. His behavior was a prayer. His behavior was a prayer. That's the most deep prayer in the world, the perspective of Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak, good to Esau. We are loved by Hashem. It unleashes Av of Hashem because the father loves his son. It's not dependent on how much nachas the kids bring. It's not manipulative to get him. If you just a little more love, it's a gishmat achat. Nothing to do with that. It was a perspective that Hashem Himself gave to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak returned it to Hashem. And he loves Esav is the most profound prayer that he loves Esav. What I want to suggest, Rabbi Yisrael, Yaakov, what I want to suggest, I don't know I'm right, that the chiyuv to care about what other people think is the obligation to value each person's perspective. You're obligated, it's not a When I'm about to drink something and I didn't make a bracha, I'm obligated to value your perspective. I have to care what you are seeing and what you are thinking because Hashem cares what you are seeing and what you are thinking because it's an MS that your perspective matters. And that's the Kishem. Just like you're obligated to care what Hashem thinks, Hashem's the creator of each person and their perspective. What you experience, what you see matters. I tell parents all the time, and I even tell myself this, that your kid's perspective is your reality. You know, a kid will say, this and this happened, the father or mother, it's not what happened. What the kid perceives, my son Yisrael Meir is eight. To him, the guys in yeshiva are seven foot tall and all dunk. That's how he sees it, any eight-year-old. If a guy doesn't talk to him and know what he's seeing, that you're a giant and you're crazy capable... You're living in a fantasy land. You're living wrong. You're mechoyev to understand his perspective. Because his perspective matters and is given by Hashem. Our prayer is our perspective that always matters. Reb Hanina ben Daisa's perspective is why would you rain on me? He's supposed to give that to Hashem. He's supposed to bring that to the world. His perspective, which is all he could bring. People get in their heads and play Hashem. I can't ask for that. I don't know. Stop. Bring your perspective. Bring what you see. Hashem made that and gave that to you. And you're giving that back to Hashem. If you understand this, till I understood this, it never made sense to me that prayer has anything to do with karbanas. It never made sense. It was like words. 
prayer is karbanos. Shaykh is to a carbon. Carbon, I give a gift to Hashem in prayer. I'm, one, I'm giving things. One, I'm asking things. It's the opposite of prayer. A carbon, I give God a gift. And prayer, I'm like, God, you give me. So why in the world does prayer have anything to do with karbanos? Shachris, the Tamit Shal Shachar, Mincha, the Tamit Shal Ben Arbaim. When, I, when the Ishbitzer opened my eyes to prayer, that prayer is sharing and giving to God your perspective and bringing it to the world, it's exactly a carbon. You hand to Hashem yourself. A carbon is an imitation of prayer. You hand a thing in lieu, it's representative of what prayer deeply is. Hand yourself to Hashem. Bring your perspective. I want to say something to every guy here. There are people teenagers and adults and 80-year-olds today that are afraid of their story. We all have a journey and a story. We're a generation that's seen a lot. You and I, we've seen a lot. We're a generation that carries a lot of shame. And we all have a sense just like cover it up and behave, knock it off. Bring yourself, the world needs you. Bring yourself, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of your past. Don't be afraid of mistakes. You and I have made mistakes. We're all human. Very human. Very. And we also have a big soul. You and I. A big soul. And a big mission in this world. Bring yourself. Don't be afraid. The tragedy of somebody who holds up and doesn't bring their perspective. The sight of Yemuchoyev to care about people's perspective is because each person, what they experience, what they see, how they process, is massively important. We don't have the same story. Sitting in this room now, there's not one, two people here have the same story. One of my kids is thinking, I hope my dad doesn't embarrass me. Another one of my kids is thinking, I hope I win today. Another, each one thinking a different thing. I'm thinking we're all having different experiences right now. Our, each one of us, our perspective matters a lot. It sounds the three weeks are confusing. We talk about, and we're shyach. We're shyach to the three weeks, you and I. We can mourn. We're very shyach to loss and to vacuum and to void. Very shyach. Very. So I ask you, it's confusing. I'm thinking about distance to Hashem. And then I'm thinking about we're not being good to each other. I'm, 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 I don't do two things well at once. I'm very bad at that. Very. Right, right, if I'm refing a game, I, I, if I'm watching who do you play a basketball game, and I'm enjoying, and a parent sits next to me and starts talking to me about their son, my mind, I can't, I, I don't know your son right now. I'm watching who do you play basketball. I don't know who your son is, please. After the game, he's my best friend, I promise. Before the game, I am watching, I don't do two things well at once. I'm not capable. <laughs> so even refing a game, a guy will come over. Rabbi, I wanted to discuss. The only thing happening is the game. Halftime, the only thing happening is the game. There's a game going on. I'm not a guy. I see a guy, a, a staff member, refing a game on the phone. To me, that's like chamurais. Do something and bring it. I don't do two things at once. You do it and you bring it. You do it and you bring it. The nachas I have. I have, I, the nachas I have, I see Yaakov is learning with son. He's involved and he cares about it and is thinking about it. Hudi has a job and he's involved. Bring it. Do what you're doing. Do it. Do it fully. I'm into that. You're a counselor. Bring it. You're on a team. Bring it. 
Do your jobs, do your duties and bring it. I don't do two things well at once. Also in the three weeks, am I thinking about the distance, Hashem? I could be busy with that, I promise. I'm thinking about other people, two things I'm very bad at. It's not two things, my friend. Golos is that people are rejected. The Gula is that every person, we all have a peace. We all have a Kiddush Shemayim to create the beautiful harmony of all of us bringing our perspective, you see Hashem. When there's unity, you see Hashem. When everybody's bringing them, then there's godliness right there. That's how it works in any family, in any yeshiva, in any camp, and by our nation. When everybody's bringing their Kiddush Shemayim that's in us all to bring out, we all have a neshama with a job and a mission and a perspective and a journey. And each of us engaging in that brings out a piece of Tvayt Shemayim, the perfect harmony of which that's called Geulah. Our task, Rabbi Sai, bring out your own perspective and your own journey. Don't be afraid. Don't hide it. That's Golos itself. That's Golos itself. When there's shame... And people feel my perspective, my journey. I, we all have massive Kiddush Shemayim to bring out. You have a unique Kiddush Shemayim. It's not cute. It's not cute. We don't know bigger, smaller. We don't know this stuff. We have no idea. We don't know in this room the biggest, the small. We don't know these things. We have no ASIC in these things. We know that every single person here, every has Kiddush Shemayim that nobody else in the world can bring. In your story, in your perspective, in your journey, you have Kiddush Shemayim to bring out to the world. That's why your prayer is huge. You tell Hashem, you hand to Hashem your perspective. And big things happen when you do that. You return your, your, your view, the way you see things should be. That's an epic prayer. So I say to the Chev Rabbi in the three weeks, I say, first of all, get, bring, find your own perspective. Get in touch with your perspective. Don't be afraid of your story. It's Chorden Beis Hamigdash when somebody's afraid of their story. Somebody holds up and feels shamed, that's what we cry. That's Chorden Beis Hamigdash. Geulahs, each person knows that their perspective and journey and story, they are an opportunity of Kiddush and bring it out to the world. Your perspective, your thoughts, your viewpoint, your own unique Kiddush Shemayim bring out. And secondly, facilitate that somebody else can bring out their Kiddush Shemayim. Nobody in your bunks will let it be invisible. Nobody in your bunks will let it not care. There's no such thing. That's Chorben Beis Hamigdash. To overlook somebody's Kiddush Shemayim, that Hashem sends somebody down to bring out, there's a, there's a piece of the picture missing. If you ever made a puzzle and it's like frustrating, a beautiful puzzle and you're missing some pieces, but key pieces, you can't see what it's supposed to be till the end. Each person expressing their, their perspective, their journey, their, their chiyus, each one bringing that, then, then, then things are complete. So I say on this halacha that you have to care what people think. I say Nevardik taught a person not to care what people think. Nevardik was emphasizing bring your perspective to the world. If you're going to hold back your perspective, because what's somebody going to think? If I tell my Rebbe this, 
I tell this mentor that, what's he going to think about me? And that causes you not to express you, not to work through your story, not to bring your Kiddush that only you can bring. So that would be terrible. And that's Nevardic taught to bring your own perspective. And then this Torah that says that you mechoyiv to care what people think means allow your friend to have his perspective. Encourage your friend to have his perspective. That's what I think, and that's what I think the Kederich. It's not a different Allah that you have to care what people think. Well, it's amazing to me, to Amiram, who had a heter sit outside the circle, were thinking, hey, you passerby, what's he going to think? Because it matters, each person, his perspective is a big zach. We dive and we say the nimsa. It's a pasuk. It's based on a pasuk in Mishlei. A little bit of a slightly different nuance. But the nimsa chain b'seichel toy b'ani alikim v'adam. We dive into Hashem that Hashem should like me and so should people. And when it says kol shuruach habriyos noichem and ruach hamakom noichem, and you have a whole different understanding because ruach habriyos is a collective. The collection of everybody's thoughts are exact expression of Ratzon Hashem. So called Shuruach Abriyas Neichei Menu Das Heis Ruach Amakim Neichei Menu. So I say to all of us, all of us have missions in our life. Don't be afraid of your story, nobody. Don't be afraid of it. Express it. Get in touch with it. Speak about it. Learn it. Express it. That's on their own stories and somebody else's journey. Value it. Value each other. Notice another yid. I say specifically in the three weeks, let's all be mechazik to notice. Every guy in the bunk is an expression of Kiddush Amayim. Don't overlook anybody. Nobody's allowed to be invisible. Nobody. It's a revolution of respect, of kavod, kavod abris. And I say to us all at this, at this holy place, I say to us all, let's be mechazik and the covet of the, of the next person, every single person. The rejection of one is pushing down Kfayd Shemaim. That's why Sinas Chinam is what we work on in the three weeks. We want a Giluy of Kfayd Malchusay. That's the value and respect of every person. To reject one is Mamisha Metzias of Golos. I want to end, I want to tell you an interesting thing, just a side thing came to my mind, I should share it. I want to say that, this, did anybody ever hear of Yad Avshalom? Mark, and Eretz Yisrael, you heard of Yad Avshalom? You heard of Yad Avshalom? Yeah, very good. Yad Avshalom, Avshalom was a Russia. He was David HaMelech's son who tried to kill David HaMelech. We don't know if this memorial, what it means, Pashtas, I don't know if a Yid in the world, Rabbi, Rabbi Maish, you know anybody in the world who davens by Yad Avshalom? There's no such thing. He was a Russia. You don't daven by Kivrei Risham. The only one who daven is Abchaim Shmolevitz. I don't know if it was once or a couple of times. It sounds like more than one occasion. The great Mir Rosh Hashim would go daven there. And he daven and he said to Hashem that David HaMelech loved his son. David HaMelech loved his son, Abshalom. His son tried to kill him, but a father loves his son. That's what David HaMelech said to Hashem. A father loves his son. A dad loves his son. That's what David HaMelech told Hashem. A father loves his son. That was a profound prayer. And he spoke about the eight times David HaMelech said, B'ni, but a father loves, and that's what he said to Hashem. A father loves his son. Yeah. The greatest prayers of our life, when we're good to a yid and value his perspective, you allow that person to bring out Kfayd Malchusay, and you're 
etzem, your mitzias is a prayer that a yid is important, that a ben melech is important, a father loves his son. You know, any guy, any guy in the yeshiva knows the trick. In camp, everybody knows that you're good to Avi, you get in with Rabbeinu. It's obvious. You're good to somebody's kid, you get in with the tata. That's how it works, guys. You're like a Rebbe in your yeshiva, be good to his son. That's an end. That's vaday. That's vaday. That's varim pshutim. Everybody knows. You want an end with somebody, be good to his kids. So you want an end with Hashem, be good to his kids. But deeper yet, if your perspective is a Ben Hashem, whoa, whoa, be careful with him. He's a Ben Hashem. There was a period I was looking into, somebody had wronged, had wronged the yeshiva, somebody was hurting the yeshiva, and I wanted a daven against this yid. I wanted to pray against this yid. So I was looking into the sugya, there's a sugya around Shas called Meiser Dinoi Lashemayim, praying against the yid. So I was looking into the sugya, you know what occurred to me? It's a big sugya when it's a Gemara again, it's a sugya elsewhere in Shas, Meiser Dinoi Lashemayim. When you're allowed to pray against the yid and when not, very serious pray against the yid. But I say to anybody here, could you imagine going to a Rebbe? Can you imagine going to Raimetz and you're upset at Raimetz's son? If you don't hap that he loves his son, you're clueless. I'm sorry. You're... Complain to any Rebbe, I'm so mad at your son. If a guy comes to me, complains against my kids. A guy recently, Raimetz, said to me on the phone, he was upset at me, he said, I'm going to tell your father on you. I was looking at the phone, I'm going to... You're going to tell my father? I made me feel very young. I was, I was going to play basketball right after and get right back on the court. The guy told me, I'm going to tell your father on you. If you go to somebody and you say, I'm going to tell your... And you tell the father and you don't cap that he loves his son, you're like clueless. You speak to he loves his son. Like, just understand that. To daven against the year, do you understand that Hashem loves him? He's like, you're also Hashem's son, but so is he. Not to come with that understanding. You just come, Rabbi Shalom, this terrible guy. Oh, he's Hashem's kid. Huh? Yet you come different. When I learned the sugya, it was like complicated. You're like, like Hashem, you know that son of yours? <laughs> you come like apologetic, you're blushing a shtickle. You like figure it out. It's complicated. I don't <laughs> You come different. You come different. I ended up davening because Hashem's son, Hashem. Could you make the guy so wealthy, should be so busy counting his money, shouldn't have time to hurt the yeshiva. That's how it was misspelled. Make him so rich, your son, give him bracha, so much bracha, he shouldn't have time to hurt the yeshiva. That's it. Just say it there. So you come to the Rebbe, it's his son. But it's a prayer. When you have that, that you're dealing, when you, when you, when you see a yid, and you deal with sensitivity and preciousness, it's the deepest prayer of your life. See, he writes in Hashem, should be Hashem's will, he should answer all our prayers. Each of us should bring our beautiful perspective, our ever important, our necessary perspective to the world, unashamedly. Don't be afraid. Bring out your perspective. and You'll bring out a tremendous Kiddush from your journey. Don't hide, don't pretend, don't worry. And we should allow for our friend's perspective to come out also. And we should be zayich in our days. That all haramas karen yisrael, every yid in a beautiful way should bring out their perspective. When that happens, there's a beautiful picture. That doesn't just bring the gula, that's a spitz. That's the gula itself, the complete perspective of a nation, each bringing out the kveid shemayim that's in each yid. And with that, when we do that, we'll be zayich to the binyan beis hamidrash mehir v'yamein.
You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myron McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.